in Spain they dub each movie, so they they have voice for Harrison Ford, for you know, for yeah, for Bruce Willis, for whoever. So it's it's the worst, but for somebody to learn, it's perfect. I mean, you know, Bruce Willis here speaks in perfect Spanish to you. Perfect. <laughs> Hello, uh, I uh, am a boy uh, Poland. Uh, I um, want a, with a you in group uh, together, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> F- thank you for the, the simulation of your broken Spanish. That was great. Hello, I'm Rodek. I'm Michael. And this is the podcast. A sounding board for interesting ideas and insights. We discuss books we read and want to share with you. As well as technology and productivity, which is what we do by day working on our app, Nosby. Or whatever else comes to mind. All right, so let's continue talking about learning languages. And before we finish your story of how you learned Spanish and learned some Japanese and whatnot, um, I-, I want to discuss the topic of developing an accent when learning a new language. So this yeah. is something uh, someone, a listener asked me in an email. And to be honest, I didn't really think about it before. Um, it's just, you know, uh, I, I got to the point where I, I am now, but there wasn't like a super specific thing I did or a technique or anything uh, to get where I am now. Now, you know, my, my accent is not is not perfect, but it's it's not as obviously a it, it's not as 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 thick, uh, it's not as obviously Polish as it was before, so that's pretty good. And after she asked me that question, I was thinking about it a little bit, and I think I I have a clue of how to do it and, and how I did it to some extent without maybe being fully aware of it. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah. So first of all, um, I think it starts with giving a shit. So th- that that's not a, a great discovery, but I think a lot of people just don't try. They, they don't try to mimic the way people speak uh, yeah. in a different language. They, they learn the words, but they don't try to learn the sounds uh, and just the way you articulate things. Uh, so just caring um, makes a huge difference because on some level, even if you're not practicing it specifically, you'll pay some attention. You'll, you'll be more aware of how you sound and how other people sound. And, and you'll, you'll try to get better over time, right? But the, the big thing is, I think the, the framework of deliberate practice works perfectly here. Now I, I I didn't know about it at the time, um, but but now that that I know it, it makes perfect sense. So we'll link in the show notes uh, to the episodes where we discuss deliberate practice. But you need a a feedback loop. Yep. Step one: gather data. So listen. You just have to listen to how others speak, and 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 pay attention to the the the, the atoms the the small the smaller parts not the the full words but to how the the sounds sound like in a given language right and then you speak so you practice and you get more data you listen to yourself right you you try to repeat the same word the the, the same phrase and you compare you you listen to the differences in how the two sound like. 
and you create this this self feedback loop and the the thing about it is the more you listen the more you care and the more you pay closer attention to the sounds the more you develop a mental models of those sounds right because for a lot of people a lot of people are 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 stuck in a in a kind of narrow kind of sound vocabulary they have in their language and when there are similar sounds in different languages they'll just be okay with the closest approximation in in their language right yeah so for example in english r is a is a very different r from the r's in mo- most languages in r, the in polish you'd say ar right it's kind of the same but also very different or or the the h sound in in most languages it's going to sound like h and in english it's like h right it's it's different most people won't won't notice immediately that's why you have to pay attention you have to pay attention to the differences right and again once you start understanding the the sounds when you when you have kind of mental models of the of how of the nuances of of the sound and articulation uh, and pronunciation and and tone, it will be easier for you to replicate it. Even you know, still your skill will always lag be, be behind your 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 taste. So your your hearing, you'll you'll hear that you're not quite there. You'll hear the differences, but you won't be able to replicate it just yet. But noticing the difference so listening and seeing the differences the, the nuances in the sounds is key is the first step only then you can improve how you speak at least if you want to do it in any reasonable sort of time and not by you know doing doing it fully organically which is by you know fully immersing yourself in a language and then taking 15 years living in in, in a country before you start sort of but still not quite sounding like them right you have to listen. And in in recent two and a half years, what made a huge difference for me is making this show, recording the podcast, because it's a great feedback loop. Uh, because I, I listen to every episode before it's out, right? We do, yeah. Yeah. And so I hear, especially at the beginning, but still today... But at the beginning, I just heard so many things I do wrong. Uh, the wrong words I used or better word I, I could have used or something I screwed up in grammar. And also sometimes, you know, I, I'd also notice how I don't pronounce things quite right. That they don't sound quite quite native. Not not as good as I would like them to be. And having this this feedback loop every week for 120 weeks makes a huge difference but even before that just just caring and paying attention makes a difference yeah i think um th- th- that's why it's so helpful when you can travel to a country where they speak the language or re- where you can talk to native people who are uh, speaking this language and i think just being around people you start caring about how they sound and yeah. um, and what i realized in my english my English is more Polish American when I just speak with non-native speakers. Mm-hmm. When it's it's more American when I speak with Americans. It's more British oh, yeah. when I speak with British. It's it's funny 
but it's true. Um, like my accent changes depending, like adjusts depending on who I speak to, and it's really funny. Uh, especially, you know, when my daughter, my daughter, she goes to an English school and she has a perfect British accent. So whenever she's, yeah. you know, reads something to me. I try to read it in the same way. So like, like on the British, like more British way. And I have here a few British friends and it's the same. When, when we speak, <laughs> the more we talk, the more my accent changes a little bit just to, towards uh, like a more British side. But, um, uh, but still, I would say that um, uh, also, again, m- m- I'm a movie buff. So like really watching movies helps me mm-hmm. uh, like get my accent because I want to speak like Tom Cruise or I want to speak like, you know, Harrison Ford or whoever like so I repeat the phrases that they say they say and I repeat them in the same way they do and of course it's not perfect it's not like I'm not Harrison Ford and um no I don't have a voice of Dustin Hoffman but still it helps to 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 repeat and to just uh, uh to repeat and try to mimic them yeah that's actually really interesting I I've noticed myself many times speaking English much better like not in terms of just grammar but in terms of uh, accent when we record a podcast and the longer we record a podcast on the day the better I sound like because just kind of mentally switching from one language to another mm-hmm. uh, it it just it just takes my brain a while to fully adjust to a, a different sort of you know sound vocabulary right. if you know what I mean mm-hmm. now here's here's one thing I will highly recommend for anyone who wants to improve at that uh, we'll put the link in the show notes to an IPA table that's IPA as an international phonetic alphabet. Uh, so oftentimes in like uh, on Wikipedia and in, in, in like serious dictionaries, you'll you'll see sound, you'll you'll see words um, written in IPA, mm-hmm. uh, which you know uh, kind of characterizes different sounds. And I I found a link to an IPA table where you have all of the the letters in it. Uh, which has you know all of the different kinds of R or all of the different um, vowels that are in between different vowels or you know a lot of the, the different sounds that only some of them you'll be kind of that will be natural for you in your native language and you go through it and play every sound and try to replicate it. This this helps a lot uh, because you'll be much more aware of, of the differences. Like, n- not just listening to, to one language, but but you have, you know, you have in the IPA table, like, five different things that sound kind of like R, but not quite. And you listen to it, and you, you really listen to it. And again, this is, again, how you develop those, those mental models, the understanding of the differences in in the sounds. You listen to them side by side, and you notice the differences. And then you try to replicate those sounds and with that over time you develop more kind of vocal flexibility by by doing this as an exercise because it, it will it will take sort of stretching of of your abilities to do that because for however long you you live you you've only really learned to perfectly say the sounds in your native language and as you try to replicate those other sounds, those similar but different sounds, you will start to understand intuitively how your muscles shape your lips, move your tongue. You will 
develop a more intuitive understanding of voiced and unvoiced consonants, all of the things like that. Uh, I, I highly recommend going through the IPA table. I didn't, I wasn't quite aware of it. I only trying to think of an answer to the, the listener question. I recall that I, I did do that in the past and I, I did found it sometimes this table fascinating, how many sounds there are in different languages mm. that are, and so some of them are, are just completely out of whack, but most of them are, are just in this in this uncanny valley that they sound like a, a sound I know, but I just, I can't do that. And then I can, right? But it takes practice to do that. Well, there's a bonus here as well. <clears throat> so to all listeners of the podcast who are Polish or Polish-based and Polish with mother tongue of Polish, we have a good thing. We, uh, we have lots of sounds in Polish. Mm -hmm. Of difficult sounds like oh, we have all these sounds that many people cannot <laughs> fathom um, to uh, you know pronounce. So we have an advantage here that we can really learn to speak things very well. Um, like I, I here in uh, in Spain, uh, the Spanish they have very limited um, sounds. So whenever they learn English, for them it's really difficult. To, to, uh, to replicate the English sounds. Compare, I compare them to Portuguese, who just live you know, next door, and Portuguese, uh, a similar language, but already has this and all these sounds. And Portuguese, mm -hmm. when I ask them to, to say a Polish word, they just say it. You know, They just say it. And, and, they, <laughs> and they say it almost perfectly, like from the get-go, because they have the sounds, they understand the sounds. So we as Polish are pretty fortunate that our language is so freaking difficult that, um, and not only to learn to speak, uh, but also really learn to literally speak. That's why mm -hmm. we have the advantage of, of learning the, the accents uh, of, of, of other languages uh, pretty well. Like in my, in my uh, um, uh, experience with German, I, I had to really pay attention. When I was studying in Germany, I had to really pay attention when people were, spe were speaking to really improve my German, to really pronounce the same way that they would do it. In Spanish, it's easier because Spanish is a very, um, uh, like a, a singing, is a kind of a singing uh, language. Hmm. Um, not not as, as singing as Italian, but you know, it's, it's kind of, a, <laughs> it yeah. has a very nice rhythm to it. And yeah, uh, it in Spanish, sometimes, uh, I can really pass as as a native, yeah. but but it's hard. Uh, on the other hand, because the way I look, I'm just you know this blonde guy with blue eyes. So like by by seeing me, they don't expect me to speak Spanish. When they when they when they listen to me, yeah. they're they're surprised that I speak as a native or almost as a native. So it's easier because the language is is like that. But again, I had to pay attention to to get there. The last two things I I, I thought of that might have contributed um, to to my English accent uh, is. First of all, um, I remember having some, I mean, I, I still have like some just, just fleeting interest in, in beatbox, uh, mm -hmm. which, is, which is this like completely random thing. But when you think about it, like when you, when you try to learn how to beatbox, you have to really extend your vocal flexibility. You have to learn how to make a lot of sounds which are, might not be part of any natural language, mm -hmm. but again, you have to... Uh, become more flexible yeah, with your vocal in, in, ability. Yeah, mm -hmm. with with my with your vocal ability in, in general to be able to to do that. Um, I also remember kind of in primary school, me and and a friend of mine, uh, kind of kind of for fun trying to 
replicate like all sorts of fake accents so like try to speak things with a, with a fake russian accent or a mm-hmm. fake german accent now i i won't try to present that because like it it, it it's embarrassing but 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 it in you know it, it's kind of funny because it's another thing that might might have just been you know us kind of playing in primary school uh or middle school too mm-hmm. probably probably yeah <laughs> but uh but again you extend your, your vocal flexibility you you by trying to replicate a fake accent, uh, you know, even speaking a, a, your own language, uh, you learn different sounds. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So speaking of Spanish, um, why don't you finish the story of how you've learned Spanish? Uh, last week we discussed English and, and German, but what about Spanish? The long story or the origins were, were that, that when I was young, um, like really a small child, I, I remember that I had this, uh, you know, map, uh, actually a whole book of, of countries. And by just browsing through the book, I realized that many countries share the same um, language as an official language. So I started, you know, I, I, I created a table and I wanted to know how many languages, for example, uh, are, like how many countries have English as their official language. And then what I realized is that the, 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 the top three languages are English, Spanish, and then German, French, and, and other languages. So, so but, but, but bar none, English and Spanish. And so I knew that, okay, I speak, I, I'm learning German now, but at some point I will have to learn Spanish because like the whole, you know, America Latina speaks Spanish and Spain speaks Spanish and then, and, you know, one third of USA speaks Spanish. So uh, like I, yeah. I knew that I, I had to learn it. Yeah, just just a quick, quick update. Looking at Wikipedia, a list of languages by total, not native, but total number of speakers. Number one is Mandarin Chinese. Number two is English. Then Hindi Urdu, and then number four is Spanish. So, you know, yeah, uh, but there's there's five there's five hundred thirty million people or so in the world that speak Spanish. Exactly, but you know, in my case, I was just counting the countries, and you know, China is one China. So um, yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah. realize, and then, and at that time, you know, I didn't realize that China Chinese would was so important anyway. So Spanish is really, really <laughs> useful. Um, uh, so I, I signed up for a course, like for a traditional course on in, in, in a university. So I was like in, you know, I was 19 uh, in university uh, to learn Spanish. I knew that I didn't sign up for a course to learn German because I already knew German and I didn't want to, you know, didn't want to learn it more. Actually I did, but then later I just signed up for a special course for German, but Spanish was my new language to learn. And I remember the first year I was having fun going to the classes. The teacher, teacher was from Peru. She was very nice. And uh, we had fun. But I remember the second, the second year I wasn't learning that much anymore. I wasn't motivated much. But then I went to study in Germany. And when I started, started studying in Germany, I met some nice Spanish people. And I hang out with them a lot. And in the second semester, actually, one of them moved in to the next, like, next door from my dorm room. So uh, we were sharing mm-hmm. a dorm Dorm, dormitory and the next 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 door he was there so we would speak a lot i mean he would learn some german but we would also learn some, learn some spanish uh, so it was fun and i realized okay i want to study in spain uh, so i uh, uh, i managed to persuade my university my german university to send me as an erasmus student to spain and <laughs> um, so as a polish guy i was sent as a German student <laughs> to study in Spain, but of course my Spanish was really poor. Uh, I mean, I faked, I faked it. Uh, uh, you know, I 
well, I f- you know, fake it until you make it. So I, 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 I had a, an exam, which was funny because I was, it was an exam in German, uh, a Spanish <laughs> exam in German. So it was like just this level of abstraction is, is, is really high up there. So it was fun. But uh, the teacher was convinced that, okay, I, I, I spoke some Spanish. I should be fine. And of course, when I came there, I wasn't that fine because uh, like, I went to a lecture. I didn't understand a word. I completely because mm-hmm. I knew I had some really basics, you know, Spanish. And then I was a lecturer at a university. So like I was sitting there and I couldn't understand anything. Like, and of course, the professor wouldn't slow down. Spanish is a pretty fast language. So mm-hmm. the professor wouldn't slow down for five Erasmus students out of 300, you know, he, he wouldn't. Yeah. So he would just speak in a normal pace and we would just listen in a normal pace and not understand anything in a normal pace. <laughs> but I did a few things to like to really speed up. So of course, first of all, I moved in to a dormitory, I mean, to, a, to an apartment with Spanish people. So I, had, I, I was forced to speak Spanish again with my you know, neighbors. So it was the first thing. Second thing, I signed up for Spanish classes, extra Spanish classes. They were not obligatory, but I signed up anyway, to just to, to have the Spanish classes anyway, to have the grammar structure. You know, I knew it wouldn't be my main, you know, way to learn Spanish, but, you know, auxiliary, it even it, it helps to learn the grammar. Mm-hmm. Third, I started, uh, I, I like Spanish, I mean, music in Spain. So I was, I was, if I, if I liked a tune, I asked my Spanish friends, what, who was the, you know, the artist and whatever. And it was before, you know, iPhone, Spotify and all these <laughs> things. So I would, I would look it up. I would download the, 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 the lyrics of the song, which I liked. And I started learning and studying the song. So it was really funny, you know, in the first month of, uh, of being in Spain, when there was a, an, an, a, a very popular tune and I would sing it and the Spanish would be like, this guy barely speaks Spanish and he, he knows all the words in this song. Like they were really surprised <laughs> <laughs> that I knew. But again, if you think about it, this is brilliant because a, a song has a rhythm. It's really easy to memorize things when you're singing a That's song. True. It's very easy. It's just it's, it's, it's just it's natural. It's like for the, for the brain, it's just a perfect way to to memorize things. So I would memorize songs, and I, I yeah, and, and and you you like singing songs, so ex- for you especially exactly exactly. So I would so I would so I would really study the, the songs, and then it was the moment when in Spain they had this um, a, a competition like for amateur singers, Operación Triunfo. It was a competition for singers. So I would mm-hmm. watch it every week uh, <laughs> to just learn about new songs and like new 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 uh, new new, uh, new songs that I liked and then just to download the, like, the lyrics from the internet and study them so um so that was that and uh in my university I would go to every lecture every lecture I had I had no clue what they were saying but I would go anyway so I was priming myself just to listen to the lectures and to and what we discussed in the last episode get the language get the style that they're saying you know things to to just mm. adjust myself to this spanish yeah, that yeah. they are saying right so i wouldn't miss a lecture and it was funny because really <laughs> the first month <laughs> nothing like really, not, not not like radek it wasn't like a little bit really <laughs> i had no clue what they were saying nothing <laughs> nothing but surprisingly enough the second month I was getting it, you know, I was getting what they were saying, more or less, you know, more or less. So it was, it, like, the, 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 the improvement was pretty fast. And, and there was another thing that I did, uh, two more things. So another thing, every day I would watch a movie in Spanish television. And it mm. was American movie. 
and especially I, I was choosing American movies which I, which I knew. Ah, so yeah, yeah. I knew what the movie is all about, but it, it was in Spanish without subtitles. Again, something we discussed in the last episode. So I like for and 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 in Spain they dub each movie. So they they have voice for Harrison Ford, for you know, for yeah, for Bruce Willis, for whoever. So it's it's the worst. But for somebody to learn, it's perfect. I mean, you know, Bruce Willis here speaks in perfect Spanish to you. Perfect. So um, so so I would I would watch the movies and and I knew what was happening because I already knew the movies. But 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 thanks to that, I could capture the 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 the, the context and and the phrases and everything else. So I was focused on that. So every day, like as a homework, I would watch a, a movie. Um, and then one last thing I did, and it's, it's really, it was really brilliant. On one of the classes, in one of the classes, uh, there was a, an assignment for the whole semester. It was a whole semester assignment. Mm-hmm. And the teacher said, you know, we should uh, 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 choose three, four, three to four people to do the assignment together with them. And the mm-hmm. typical situation with Erasmus, so, so exchange students, it would be that the exchange students will be together because, you know, they, they, they know crap. So let's, let's you know. Like misery loves company, right? So, mm-hmm. so let's 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 group together. Well, I didn't do that. I saw three nice girls grouping together. I went to them, and I said in my awkward Spanish, "Hello, I uh, am a boy uh, Poland. Uh, I um, want a, with a you in group uh, together, <laughs> right?" <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the the simulation of your broken Spanish. That was great. <laughs> so so I was like that, and and, and the girl said, "Yeah, uh, we are three. Yeah, the groups should be three, four. Okay, you can be together." <laughs> so, and 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 I was lucky because these girls were really um, diligent. So mm, yeah, yeah. we would meet every week for this assignment. This was kind of a, a, an assignment we would do in 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 a week tops, and we would have it done. Like I, I, I would do this assignment, you know, in a few days and if just few hours a day, it would be done. No, but they were thorough. They wanted to meet every week, like for the whole semester. So I had free, <laughs> completely free, uh, you know, tutors for Spanish and girls that speak a lot uh, every week. And I had two, three hours I was with them. And of course, mm-hmm. I was the only boy and especially from a different country. So they, they would ask me questions. They would ask me for things like... I was forced to speak. I was forced <laughs> to to speak up and um, and to say something. So it was cool. It was cool, and it's you know it pushed me out of my comfort zone completely. <laughs> so so as you can see, I did many like tricks at the same time to yeah. quickly improve Spanish. You know, because I knew that because the thing is with an exchange program like this. At the end of the semester, there's there are exams in Spanish from these things that you're like from from the things that you signed up for. So you better learn Spanish quickly, because then you're just gonna fail. So um, so yeah, so that was the like so I had these all these you know techniques lined up together, and I was uh, using them, you know, firing at all cylinders. Wow, that's pretty good. I, I I seem to notice a pattern in in your learning of languages, a lot of movies and a lot of songs. Yeah, that, that's it works, and it doesn't surprise me at all. It, it's a very Michael thing <laughs> to do. Lots of songs and lots of movies. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, studying. The, I mean, studying is is hard. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I guess I guess we should 
make a, a quick update on, on my learning of Spanish? Exactly, because uh, remember, uh, we had an episode where you came from Panama and you, like, we will link in the show notes when, like all your, you know, like how your vac- vacation went. And then yeah. I, was, I was keen to ask if you might be considering studying more Spanish. And I was actually surprised how, how you picked it up. Yeah, well, the thing is that I was like, no. I'm not learning more Spanish, but, but, um, you know, the, I, I was bit by the bug and, and I, I couldn't help it. I, I didn't plan on it. I didn't want it. I, <laughs> I'm, I didn't want it as a sort of, uh, a serious project because I feel like I need it or because I, I think it's, it's even worth it. But I started doing it because it's fun. It's <laughs> so much fun. And and here's the thing. like uh, The thing with Spanish is it's both a more difficult language than I thought. I'm not saying, you know, difficult. I'm saying more difficult than I thought. Uh, all of the, the conjugation for all of the forms of verbs, there's a lot of that. Um, yeah. And it's, it's a lot to go through especially at the beginning where you just like can't pick up the, the patterns very easily. Um, and at the same time, I can learn Spanish much more quickly. And I'm, I mean, m- way more quickly than I thought I could. Like I, I thought I would give up quickly because it would be hard and it would be hard and it wouldn't be fun. And without the, the motivation of feeling like it's important... I couldn't do it for long, but it's been over a month, I think, and yeah. so far so good. And it continues to be fun because it's really just not very hard at all. And the the thing is that, um, like, I think there's a few things that that contribute to that. Uh, first of all, it's the technique. I I learned I learn right now pretty much only through. Duolingo, and we'll get back to that. Um, so that's one reason. The other reason is it being your third language and not your second language makes a huge difference. It does, because yes. Because I know two languages fluently, which gives me two things. First of all, it gives me a very big um, vocabulary. And English... Um, I seem to recall that something like 60 or 70% of English vocabulary are, are cognates from, from Romance languages, right? So yep. uh, they either come from Latin or from some other, uh, you know, or from Spanish or French or whatever, a lot of languages from, from French. And Spanish, obviously, is a Romance language. And so there's a lot of overlap. And especially, it helps to learn to know English well, because... Just like in in Polish, there's a lot of relatively sophisticated words that come from English or maybe from Latin um, that are just normal languages in English, right? Exactly. And 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 same in in Spanish. There, there's a bunch of words that exist in English but are relatively sophisticated that come from Latin, right? And are just regular words in Spanish. So if you know English a little bit, um, you might not feel that. But when you know English well then once you start paying close attention, oh yeah, you see so many cognates, right? Uh, like a lot of words which are not obviously the same, 
But when you start paying closer attention, then you see that, ah, if you ignore the, the, the suffixes and if you change the vowels, then it's almost the same. Uh, it, it also helps to be at least a little bit aware of how languages morph because yeah. you might notice that there's there's groups of sounds of consonants that morph between each other so uh like uh k sh s those four words they often morph between each other right yep or in 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 uh spanish the the y sound um is written as double l and a lot of those words come from words that were that had l not y mm-hmm and so, for for example, for example, um, there's a word uh, seboya, mm-hmm. which means onion, and that's that you know nothing. But seboya is pretty much the same as cebula in Polish, especially once you start paying closer attention. The yi is the same as le, and the s is the same as c. And in Italian, I, I believe it's uh, cipolla. Again, sounds different. But it's, it's the same mm-hmm. once you pay closer attention, right? So there's that. And also, uh, it's not just the words, but knowing well the grammar of two languages. Uh, because you can pick up patterns very easily. Um, again, an advantage of, of having Polish as your first language is that Polish has a very hard uh, grammar, oh, has yeah. so many different modes and aspects and so many different conjugations and so many irregular conjugations for so many verbs. And so a lot of things in Spanish that would be, you know, someone who only knows English, when learning Spanish, they would have to understand new concepts of how you mm-hmm. you have these conjugations where you have different endings and different tenses where in English you, you, you have just the S, the ED, and the ING, uh, suffixes and then it's all just just mixing and matching of of to be to have etc right um, in Spanish it's more difficult but for me knowing Polish it's like oh okay it's the same as in Polish right Th- there are some other things that don't exist in Polish but are the same as in English right and, and so by mixing and, and matching I think so far there's only been one thing that kind of confuses me because I, I haven't seen anything like that um, but but again, uh, having these the, these two different um, experiences helps a lot because if there's if there's just one, it's not just that there's less of it to compare to, but if you only know your native language, you're not aware of its structure. Mm-hmm. Like they they try to teach it, teach you that at school, but but no one pays attention. But if you know two, then you start just understanding uh, grammar, like how 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 in different languages, different things are formed in different ways. Uh, completely. I mean, uh, when I was uh, in Spain uh, learning Spanish, um, I remember on the uh, in the Spanish course, I had, um, uh, there was a girl sitting next to me, she was uh, Scottish, and she, she saw my, my dictionary, and it was an English-Spanish dictionary. And she was like, why would you have that? Why don't you have a Polish-Spanish dictionary? I was like, no, 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 uh, the English and Spanish are more similar, so I prefer that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And then she was like, really? <laughs> and, 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 you know, and there are so many examples, as you said, you know, there's the, so, many, so many words, like even like the, whole, the whole families of words, 
like you know, mm -hmm. description, description, attention, attention, like like mm -hmm. all of them are, yeah, are yeah, like yeah. just the same. Or for example, uh, maintain, mantener, detain, detener, um, uh, obtain, obtener. So like there are just so many, so many like families of mm -hmm. of words that are just exactly the same as, as well, not exactly, but if you pay attention, they are like exactly the same in, in, in English. So, so so many adverbs, for example, exactly, exactamente, mm -hmm. uh, all of the lees and the mentes exactly. are pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactamente. Perfectamente. Perfectly. Si. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, so with that, as you said, it's, it's, it's fun to discover that and it's easier to learn. So like you take the, the mental model, you almost have it. Like you just copy mm -hmm. it and exactly. paste it. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I, I had to like kind of rediscover certain things uh, about about Polish because you know w when you don't learn languages, you just speak your native language. You 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 forget the the structure that they try to teach you at school. Mm -hmm. And I had a few things where like, yeah, this is similar to Polish, and now I'm analyzing how this works in Polish and kind of rebuilding the mental model and like, oh, okay, now I know. <laughs> for me, for example, the best mental model from Polish to Spanish was the fact that mm -hmm. in Poland, uh, in Polish, just like in, in English, uh, just like in Spanish, we don't say, usually, we don't say, I mm -hmm. have. We just say have because the, mm -hmm. like, you know, because the, 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 the verb changes for, for me, for you, for, like, for, for a different person. So you don't have to mm -hmm. say, I have, because by saying have, everyone knows that, that it's all about you. That's is all. That is that's <laughs> what you're saying. So, so for English speakers, I remember it was hard to, to to do that. You know, not to say I have. You know, and and for me, it, at the beginning it was hard, but then I realized, yeah, it's like in Polish. I don't say it, right? Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. So, so many little things like um, in in Spanish, like in most languages, but not in English. Uh, nouns have have grammatical gender, um, so so there's that, and it works very similar to Polish. It's very regular, mm -hmm. unlike German, for example. Exactly. Um, or or the fact that um, adjectives change to match the number and the gender of the noun. So, mm -hmm. in in English, you say, I don't know, yellow cat mm -hmm. or yellow cats. The yellow doesn't change, and in Spanish, you, you'll say, um, un gato amarillo or uh, los gatos amarillos, mm -hmm. right? The the S changes, right? Yeah. And it's like, this is the same in Polish. So it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense, right? Yeah, completely. So, uh, uh, yeah, so uh, this is really uh, easier uh, to, to copy. And, um, but um, another thing that uh, I think played a big part was the, was the app, right? Yeah, it, it, it made the, a huge difference. So I mentioned... Uh, last episode about about the space repetition software, and and Duolingo like takes it to, you know, even greater lengths. Yeah, uh, like it's, uh, you know, the, the 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 method I mentioned is still great for when you're trying to do the leap I did, like just improving your vocabulary. But for starting to learn, Duolingo is so so great, so fun, so simple, and oh, yeah. and actually works for me anyway. Uh, like. Um, first of all, it's just fascinating to me that you can learn so much with Duolingo, even though it contains no explanations, zero. It doesn't explain you one thing about grammar, about anything. It just shows you concrete examples, uh, concrete kind of 
tiny exercises and all of the learning of the structure, of the grammar, of the endings, everything, you pick up through your natural ability to pattern match, right? You learn the same way a child learns, just with the the advantage, you know, just much faster because we're adults, right? And because it's computer aided, which is which is which is another thing. And it's just fascinating to me because children learn this way, and even though children, when they're small, they're they're so useless, they they can't do anything. Still, they can pick up a language so fast, relatively speaking, right? And then they teach you as you know, high schoolers for so many years a, la- a language and you don't pick up anything. And is it because those tiny toddlers are smarter? I don't think so. Maybe it's because the method of learning things in school in a very structural way of explaining grammar and thing is just broken. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I was, I was so surprised that um, before going to Spain, I was... Um, Hang out with my with my friends, and and some of them had um, like, did maturity exam, like it's, it's the mm-hmm. most important high school exam in Spanish. So their Spanish mm-hmm. was really good, and I was like, wow, these guys speak Spanish so well. I wish I could, you know, go there and learn some. When I came back after a year, a year in Spain, we would speak Spanish just you know for for kicks, and I was thinking like. How come their Spanish is so crap now? <laughs> like, I I I I was surprised, like that, mm-hmm. that their level that I thought was so great wasn't so great because um, they they learned like the grammar way, they they did the old school Polish way, you know, not 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 the the, the intuitive way, and and uh, uh, not the way you know you would learn as a toddler or like you know, uh, with with native speakers. So for me, for me, when you when you showed me the Duolingo app. Uh, th- this was the, the convincing argument when you said you will learn like a child does. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. this is well, this is something for me because <laughs> yeah. uh, my, I have a problem. I mean, my problem is um, I um, I don't speak French, so I, I, I don't know if it's a problem, but f- to me it is because um, w- well, I'm very often surrounded by French people, uh, and uh, every time I'm, I am, they are reluctant to speak English. They prefer to speak French, and I don't speak French, so I'm out of the you know uh, out of a question. And it's frustrating to me. Maybe you know, maybe I'm just strange. But it's whenever we go to France with my wife or with my kids, whatever you know, I'm frustrated that I cannot just say anything. You know, I just I just don't speak French at all. And 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 just the sheer fact. I mean, just for you, like remember when you were in Panama and you could say something, you could ask for directions or whatever. It was already liberating. You you could already do mm-hmm. something, right? Yeah. And in in French, I just have this, I have this like hate relation, not love hate relationship, hate relationship with French that I never 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 decided to learn it. And um, and I know for a fact that again, which is said that because I speak Spanish and English, French is the middle ground. It should be really easy for me to learn French because mm-hmm. uh, you know. I, I have everything that it takes to actually get it. So, so with Duolingo, I'm, I'm, I'm giving it a try. I'm not as uh, fast as you are. I'm not learning every day. Although, um, although when, I, when, I, when I was on vacation, I was learning more than I, than I thought I would. Um, but again, thanks to Duolingo app, and the, which is sad, the, 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 the computer-aided 
style of it. You know, the bots that I just discovered mm-hmm. today, and 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 all these things that, that they do, and the fact that I don't I, I don't have to spend a amount lots of time on it. I can spend like five minutes a day or ten minutes, and it's already more than enough. It's amazing how much progress I've made as well. It's and 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 yeah. what's, what's what's even more amazing. I really like it. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy yeah. um, uh, speaking French. I mean, speaking French, uh, learning to speak French. Um, so I'm really in the very beginning yet, but uh, now I'm really motivated and and uh, I really want to make sure that you know at some point I will be able to have a conversation, like your normal proper conversation in French, and yeah. not be embarrassed by it. Yeah. So for, for those uh, that that never saw Duolingo, um, what you have there, like the, the sort of exercise you have is mostly you have a phrase in English and you have to translate it to Spanish by picking words that that you have available. And there's some words that you must not use, right? And sometimes it's the other way around. You have... In, uh, you have a phrase, a sentence in Spanish, and you translate to English. Sometimes you have the same thing, but you don't have words to pick, but you have to type it on your own. Um, and sometimes you have, when you have a, a sentence like that, but with a new word, you can just kind of peek to see a translation of just this new word. Um, sometimes you select cons- con- the correct translation from a few options, and there's a, a few other exercises, but it's mostly like, like that. Um, and the the great thing about it is that it is also spaced repetition, but first of all, it's it's broader because you have full sentences and you're learning the whole thing and not flashcard style, uh, but it's also implicit. It's implicit spaced repetition. They don't ask you directly about how well you remember a word or a phrase, and they don't show you that. But on the website, you can look it up. You, you, you can see all of the words you've already kind of discovered in all of the, the lessons. And under the hood, they track your recollection of every single word. So um, you, you know, they, they will track how many, you know, I, I assume uh, they, they will track again how many times you've, you've had a word. Uh, how many repetitions, when was the last one, and also how many times you've messed up uh, or maybe um, fought for a very long time until you answered uh, a sentence with with that word, right? And because of that, uh, it's not just that you have your regular, that all of the lessons and all of the examples are, are sequential. They're mostly sequential, but in between them, sometimes they will repeat the same uh, the same phrase, but like the other way around, like in a different style, but the same phrase. And sometimes they'll have the ex- like off- like very often in between those exercises, they'll have one where you have to match pairs of words, translations. Yeah. And you'll have some of the words which are part of the current lesson, and words which are w- that you've learned before. And I'm pretty sure they use the space repetition tracking data to. Uh, to show you the words that are in most need of a rep- repetition for you to still remember them. Yeah, I mean, just today I had a I had a special. I mean, I, I just saw that I thought I completed the basics section, and then I saw there was additional lesson in one of the basic sections. So I clicked on it, I tapped on it, and it, and it, it it said that you had problems with these words. So we have a special lesson for you just so, so we can repeat them again. So hmm. so it was like an additional lesson for me. So I would just go through this lesson and it was it consists 
mostly of the because it's mostly of the of the words that I was I had trouble with that was true so I was I could repeat them again and again and again and learn them and and then pass the to to another another level so it was yeah I, I'm sure that they're doing all that and and it's, it's it's magical it's really good yeah and you have kind of lessons grouped in uh, kind of grouped together so you have or you have one lesson and like ten different sections in it that that you go through separately and. After you complete it, it just kind of turns kind of gold that that you've completed it. But over time, I'm I'm not sure if you got to that point. But but after you com- complete more, over time, those lessons will kind of lose their strength. So so that they they have a a kind of bar. Yeah, exactly. Right? This will happen today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They, they will lose their strength, and then you'll you'll have a practice session. Exactly. That that will have the same things you had in the lesson, but only selected uh, based on the ones you had problems with that was that was it that was it what i just discovered today mm-hmm. yeah 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 um, another thing that makes duolingo really interesting is that they have gamified the crap out of it oh yeah they have used every psychological trick that makes you know things like social media facebook all of the crap games pay-to-play um, or, or free-to-play uh, crap games on the App Store, so addictive. And they've used all of the same tricks uh, for productive use. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, uh, for example, so first of all, you have points yep. and you, you, you select your, your goal for the day. You have streaks and well, they well, want to up, really push up. you to... Yeah. The, the goal for today, that, that was the best part. I, you, in the beginning, you have to choose, you have to commit how much you want to learn. So like, yeah. for example, I chose five minutes as a beginner. So beginner, mm-hmm. five minutes, 10 minutes, intermediate, um, uh, uh, 15 minutes, advanced or serious. I don't know. What, 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 and mm-hmm. then 20 minutes, insane. Like, really? Yeah. 20 minutes of a language every day is insane. <laughs> yeah. 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 Especially that the, it says 20 minutes, but actually it, it, it means 40 points, which, which is like four, like little kind of chapters in a lesson. And at least for me, learning this language, it, I'm pretty sure it's less than 20 minutes. You see? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, I usually, like, for, for, this, uh, for this last week, I think I, uh, I had something like 400 points or, or something. So Wow, yeah. you're motivated, man. Yeah, but, 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 but here's the thing. It doesn't take much motivation because it's fun, right? And, like, another thing it does is, is you have, like, health bar. And mm-hmm. when you make a mistake, it kind of decreases your health. And when you get to zero, you can't learn new things anymore. And, and like, th- this might be annoying at first, but but like, but here's the thing: there is no point in learning new things if you don't remember the stuff you're supposed to have just learned, mm-hmm. right? And so, what you should do is practice. But practice seems like work. However, if you run out of health and have to you go through practice to regain health. Now it 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 sounds like it it just it just pushes the the right psychological buttons to to make it seem not like a chore but like something you want to do. Yeah, and it really works. It really works on me, and it's it's like so fun. And especially like when I'm going through a a, a new lesson, a new chapter, I, I I need a bit more focus. But when I'm just going through like practice session, like repeating the stuff from from previous ones, it just it takes so little time. And so relatively little attention that it's a thing I do 
almost compulsively, but but not really because it, it's hard to call it compulsive. Uh, and instead of like when I just have a random three minutes and I want to play around with my phone, instead of going to Instagram, I go to Duolingo. Right? <laughs> instead of going to Twitter, I practice the the words from the previous lesson. Yeah. And it, it 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 doesn't take something to motivate me. It's just again it it just it just pulls the right tricks to make it to make it obvious, right? Yeah, I, I just I just confessed before we, we recorded the, the same thing that uh, now my phone is my Duolingo thing. I, I just I yeah. pick it up and I start doing Duolingo. So yeah, mm, completely. I I I, uh, I need to try to find more more time to 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 to, to um and then more consistency to, to really every day to have a streak. Mm-hmm. But you know this should be pretty easy because I have my 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 um, motivation with my Apple Watch, so I should have a similar motivation with that. Um, but it's, yeah, I, it's, it's really I, cool. I, I usually do it in the morning um, mm-hmm. during breakfast or at night before going to bed or maybe when I'm eating dinner or something like that. So I'm just, I'm, I'm literally just substituting it in places where in the past I would browse Twitter or something of, of that kind. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really cool. And uh, when you think about it, you know, that, that you already have a level that you can really communicate. We start, we start sending messages through iMessage, you know, in Spanish already. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's so much fun. So before we end the show, because we are running late as well, <laughs> like when I was learning Japanese, because I was traveling to Japan, I did also this repetitive re- learning. It was Pimsler course. So it was Pimsler, you know, audio course. And it was good, but it didn't have the computer ed- edit thing. You know, it was like, mm-hmm. it was exactly. predefined, right? So it was okay. Mm-hmm. And it helped me get to a, like, to a, to a certain level of, of Japanese in in, like, in a very short uh, period of time. But it was, it was pre, you know, Predecided before, and with Duolingo, it's not. With Duolingo, it's um, it's 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 computer edit, which which as you said, it's it's really is is key. But uh, what I wanted to end this um uh, show with, uh, um, if you feel like ending it, um, is the fact that it's not only fun to learn another language; it gives mm-hmm. you a better comprehension of not only the language but also people from the other countries, um, and and the culture and everything else. And it gives you power. It gives you power in a way that you can now go to this person and then just talk to them, you know. And then, and then, um, like in so, 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 like so many times in my in my life, I've had this situation where I had to, you know, get something done or talk to somebody, and they were just surprised I would speak their language. <laughs> and it makes friends instantly because people are more friendly to you when you try to speak their language. They just, just, you know, we Polish, we know that our language is so difficult, and when, whenever somebody tries to speak something in Polish, you know, just say cześć or dzień dobry or whatever. Like, we are so happy, you know, that they are trying. Especially that almost no one does this. And, and seeing that is just amazing, right? Like, wow, really? Exactly. And and, 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 and with Spanish, for example, this is uh, now talking to, to American audience. Um, with Spanish, like, one third of Americans speak Spanish. So, like, probably most of the people who are serving you food or, or, or helping you at the hotel or somewhere, somewhere else speak Spanish. So by speaking Spanish, you can get to them, you can talk to them easier and you can understand them better. And of course, um, uh, it's, it's, just, it's just easier. It's just easier and it gives you this power, but, but the power in a good way, you know, a power to connect with people in, 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 a, in, a, in, a, in a cool way. And um, I think I have many stories, but, um, but just, just, to, just to not, not to tell them now, just this fact of 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 it's, it's better to know more languages than you know even the basics than than not and apps like Duolingo and you know things like that can really 
make it not a chore but a fun thing to do and and can take you to a higher level faster than you think. Mm -hmm.